0: Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your hosts, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath July 3rd, we look at Lesson 1, Living in a 24-7 Society. Join us as we see how those
1: who are weary and worn can find rest in Jesus Christ. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study.
0: Okay, here we go. We are starting a brand new quarter uh, this week, and it is Lesson 1, Living in a uh, 24-7 Society. And we have uh, this uh, quarter is entitled Rest in Christ, and I'm excited about this. And Michael, you know, the the uh, main contributors to this uh, quarter and uh, look out because uh, we have possibly something coming up with them.
1: Yeah, Gerald and Chantal Klingbeil. Uh, Gerald is the one of the associate editors of the Adventist Review, Adventist World, our yes. flagship church publication. And Chantel is one of the associate directors of the White Estate. In fact, it wasn't too long ago, we were just chatting before uh, how Chantel came to campus and taught a few classes. Yeah, yeah. uh, For us here at Southwestern.
0: Uh, Very well received in my classroom, and her knowledge was just tremendous. It was great.
1: Yeah, we're just very deeply grateful for their scholarship and their ministry. And, uh, yeah, we've been reaching out to them, so we're hoping that we're going to watch for... Uh, For you listeners, watch for a special bonus episode that we're going to be having, uh, interviewing them about this quarter's lesson, a little introductory thing, and a special possible giveaway that we've been kind of working on, but we don't want to give it away totally yet. So (laughs) keep listening and uh, stay tuned, and and we have a couple uh, fun things up our sleeves coming soon.
0: Yes, we do indeed. So our memory text this week uh, comes from uh, Psalm 84, verse 2, the New King James Version says my soul longs yes even faints for the courts of the Lord my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God mm. ah my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God yes. uh, can't you just uh, see and and this is the part of the the aspect of our relationship with God that we're sometimes missing out upon yeah. David was not a Someone who, who forgot about his emotional aspect of his need mm. for crying out for God. Yeah. And neither should we. Yeah. And so, for someone to say, my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God, when's the last time your heart and your flesh actually cried out for God? Yeah. And probably, uh, probably a possible reason that you didn't is because you've, you've been worn and weary. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Michael, start us off on Sunday's lesson
1: yeah absolutely. Well, I mean, and it's asking this question about feeling worn or weary. And I you know the the thing that really vividly is impressed on my mind is um, those of you who are doing doctoral programs, and Uh. (laughs) right Buster actually
0: I'm loving it though (laughs) are you yes some of our
1: listeners may not be aware but uh Pastor uh, Buster Swoops is working becoming Dr. Buster Swoops and uh, is working on his doctoral degree through Southwestern Baptist Seminary yes sir and uh, I don't know how you've been doing it because you've been teaching a full load and everything else, and uh, I'm guessing that summer is a really good chance for you to catch your breath and just uh, a little sigh, huh? In <sighs> just between, a little bit. In, in between more intensives and yes, works, yes. more doctoral <laughs> work, and, and I, I'm cognizant of this also because my wife is in her oh, doctoral yes, program too, and just finished her coursework. Yes, uh, at Baylor University, and I tell you, it's it's vigorous, it's it's rigorous. It is. I uh, and you know there's some sabbaths, and and just when she's done, you know, trying to get that last book and paper, you know, finishing it off and, uh, just to have, uh, and so you see the intensity and, and, and the need. And, and I think that also, you know, that's just a, an academic example, you know, in, in, in addition to working and everything else, but, um, there's the, the, the weariness of life that comes, the busyness of life, uh, that we get worn out, we get tired, we need times uh we need that kind of uh of downtime to be able to be able to just function and thrive and um, genesis 2 talks about god creating the sabbath as a day of rest for us um it's not so that we can prove something to god or that god needs himself he does it for us it's true uh, because he knows that that in our lives and especially in a world full of sin uh, and 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 all that goes with that—that that, that God knows even more that we will need that uh, that 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 rest, that relational rest, that physical rest, all of that that goes together. Uh, because none of us are invincible uh, until Jesus comes and puts an end to sin and death on this world. All of us, no matter how much money you accumulate in this planet, doesn't matter. It's it doesn't change the fact that you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so God knows and gives us these beautiful gifts around us. And hopefully is that we can pause and, you know, there's the expression goes, smell the roses. And, you know, this Texas spring, we've I've never seen so much rain. We've had like 12 inches in the last month, you know, and it's just phenomenal uh, as uh, to think about all of this. And and so the flowers have been particularly spectacular here uh we this and of course there's the the texas blue bonnets which we we crave and love uh being able to take pictures with them and just it just it it gets my my heart skips a beat as i drive down the highway i see all of this beauty around me and and that's what god really wants us to do with the sabbath is to pause and just (sighs) yeah yeah breathe in that fresh air relax
0: breathe Spend time. Love it. Let it. Let it go. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and we all need moments like that in our lives, and uh, and we need it on a regular basis. Uh and and a couple of our students uh, showed us. Uh, I'm thinking of Josh Ramirez. A little shout out for Josh here today, uh, who shared a book with us. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. The ruthless uh, elimination of hurry. Is that is that one you're yeah, what you're talking about? Yeah. i thinking about. Yeah. yeah.
1: The books. Uh, and there's been actually a couple others that kind of are reminders yes. of people that are aren't even. You know, Adventists necessarily, no. but they're saying, "Hey, you need to stop and take a break. Yeah. It's important. It's spiritually important. It's physically important. It's important in so many different levels." And and so I hope that you know, especially for our students who might be listening, you know, that um, uh, take do something fun this summer that's out in nature. Um, take take that break that that you need, uh, whatever that might be. Um, our family, what we're doing, mm-hmm. a new trip. Hey, yeah, there we boundary go. Boundary Waters. You there know? we go. We want to get out. Away from the cell phones, we're doing the, we're doing the same. Away from all yeah. of that stuff, and just be together as a family in nature. Amen. And relish in uh, that sublime, uh, sublime beauty. Amen. Yeah. So that's that's what this is talking about. And by the way, there's a whole bunch of texts. You know, Jesus, you know, come unto me, um, all you that are weary and, and heavy burden, and I will give you. Breast. Yeah, God wants us. He, He compels us. That doesn't mean forcing, that means attracting. Um, and because uh, if, if you don't get that right, it could repel. But we want it to compel something that you're attracted to. So help us out, uh, Buster. Running on empty. What What's going on here?
0: So this is uh, Jeremiah's scribe, a story about him, Baruch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeremiah 45, 1 through 5, tells a little bit about the situation going on there. He was Jeremiah is speaking, and he's transcribing for him as he's speaking. And the message is so hard-hitting that Baruch is saying, oh, I'm overwhelmed. Woe is me. I, I can't yeah. take this. Yeah. And that's where God speaks up in verses four and five and says, thus says the Lord, behold, what I, I have built, I will break down what I have planted. I will pluck up. That is this whole land. And he tells him, uh, I will bring a, 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 And do you. Not, and do you seek great things for yourself? Do not seek them for behold, I will bring adversity in all flesh, says the Lord. But I will give you your life. Uh, your life to you as a prize in all places wherever you go. So in other words, don't worry about it is what I'm doing. Uh, I understand you're you're disquieted, you're 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 discounted within your soul, but I'm here for you. I'm gonna sustain you. I'll be with you. It's okay that you're running on empty. Mm-hmm. but go back to the source of life that's gonna refill your life back up with what you need, the vigor that you need in order to keep on going. If you haven't read uh, this, this portion, I, I encourage you to go to read it for yourself, because if you are running on empty, there's mm-hmm. no need to. Um, I, I There's so many people, what I'm working on in my doctoral project, Michael, as mm-hmm. uh, we're Proceeding yeah, is about it. Yeah. is actually and, and I, I vacillate back and forth uh, between mm-hmm. servant leadership uh, for revitalization yeah. or uh, on or or upon spiritual disciplines for revitalization and I, I keep it. going back to spiritual disciplines because there's so many people in our churches wow. that are saying we're Adventists, we know we should be doing these things but we're not yeah and, and so the call to come back and mm-hmm. to actually study the Bible yeah. to actually pray mm-hmm. but not just by yourself mm-hmm. but in community yeah. Uh, this is where the strength of our church actually lies, our, com- our, our pioneers. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that, uh, sorry, Ellen White or, or, or uh, Hiram Edson or these people were off in their own barns just studying by themselves. Yes, they had that yeah. aspect. But when they came together, there was these aspects of power that came because they studied the Word of God together, because they prayed together. Mm-hmm. And that's the aspect that I believe we need to bring back. That's how we don't run on empty. That's Mm -hmm. how we run on full, Mm -hmm. because we're full of life, full of of Jesus Christ dwelling in our lives. Wow. Wow. And so, uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about defining rest in the Old Testament.
1: Well, it should not surprise me that in a new quarterly on, on, on this theme that uh, uh, Gerald Klingbell is an Old Testament scholar. Uh, we would have a strong Old Testament emphasis here. We so go. here we go. We've got the, the Hebrew, um, the different words, uh, you know, everything from Shabbat, meaning to, to cease to work or to, to rest in terms of the Sabbath. You have uh, the word uh which means also to rest in terms of being settled in a place. You have uh which means to rest or to grant relief or to be quiet. And then you have the raka'ach which uh, indicates uh, also arrest um, where God says, I'm not going to let you rest and uh, because of what you've done. And uh, all of those are very interesting um, different words. I, I think that's one of the things we have to realize today. The Bible wasn't written in English. Mm. And so the translators, um, the whole process of translation, is a it's a helpful process, uh, especially for those that don't know the original language, right? But it's not an infallible process, right? And so what that teaches is a little bit of a sense of humility that there's a complexity in terms of terminology how people communicated in a different time in a different place the words of scripture Um, in fact i'm reminded uh recently we had uh, a uh, lunch with uh, our our good friend and mentor our retired uh, uh, Professor Emeritus, Bill, yes, Kilgore. Bill Kilgore, and he was telling us, you know, the difference between knowing the biblical languages and not, this is not to make anyone feel bad that, that doesn't know the biblical languages, <laughs> you know, um, is the difference between black and white TV and color TV. Yes. You know, it's just it's so much more rich. And and that's what I think uh, brings out here is just being aware. And I think I appreciate someone that like the uh, the klingbells communicating this in a way to, to recognize, hey, there's different ways that the word rest is used. There's different Hebrew words here. So be aware of those kinds of differences. And And the text here that are, are cited, Deuteronomy 31, 16, as well as Second Samuel uh, verses uh, or chapter seven verses twelve through thirteen are talking about going to rest with your ancestors, and that's what we're looking at yet one more mm. uh, Hebrew word shakab, which means to lay down or to sleep. So here you have rest, um, or sometimes we talk about soul sleep. This idea of of, of resting with your ancestors. Um, doesn't mean you're suddenly uh, visiting your ancestors in some ethereal place. That means that you're sleeping until Jesus comes and resurrects you once again. So, um, and again, this is not even all the different terms. These are the main terms uh, that are used in the Old Testament. But now let's look in the New Testament, Buster.
0: You know, it it, uh, brings out a very interesting aspect of rest Uh Uh, in Mark chapter 6, 30 through 32. Uh Uh, The apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest for a while. Mm. For there are many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed and deserted to a place in the boat by themselves. And we see here, ministry is great, Michael. I think you can agree with this. Teaching is great. It's good. Uh, Probably never been busier in my ministry than than. Then when I transitioned here, yeah. But there's also this call to saying, don't overdo it. Yes. You need that time of rest as well to recharge, so you can keep on going, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's times where I remember even after a church where I'm so busy communicating with people, my wife uh, would set aside a plate for me for potluck. This is, of course, pre-pandemic, right? Uh, <laughs> and and eventually she had to come to me and says. Buster, you need to come and eat. <laughs> and I say, yes, ma'am, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and I go eat in order to be recharged, to come back and, and to, to go back for it. Mm-hmm. But, but we see here this principle that comes, yeah, uh, which is we can't always be go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to recognize in ourselves what it is that recharges us. Yeah. By the way, I, I, I'm working with the minister right now who is an introverted minister. Yeah, And he recharges by being alone. Mm-hmm. And he says, sometimes I feel guilty for that. I said, don't, don't feel guilty for that. Yeah. Some of the disciples were introverted as well. Yeah. Uh, some, somebody uh, wrote an article recently. That they read that, that Jesus was exactly balanced 50-50, right? He was 50% extroverted, 50% introverted. Uh, he was a perfect balance, right? If only, if only. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> and, and, and so it, however it is that you recharge, mm. recognize who you are in yourself. Don't try to become something that you're not and recharge. Wow. wow. And some people are recharged by being with others. Yeah. Uh, But at the same time, you mm-hmm. still need that time alone. There's there's truly no 100% extroverted people. Yeah. Even if you're, and I have someone in my doctoral uh, cohort with me, yeah. that's 98% extroverted. Yeah. <laughs> And we said, what's that like? He said, it's dreadful. He said, but at the same time, I still need that 2%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, please come away with God every once in a while mm-hmm. and dwell in him so that you have the energy wow. and the vigor and the, 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 the drive it is mm-hmm. that you need in order to continue to minister to others. And so, uh, Michael, tell us a little bit about this restless wander- wanderer.
1: Well, we're turning to cain and and sort of this kind of sad chapter, sad moment in salvation history, right is. Is uh, there's Abel and Cain, and of course Cain's uh, sacrifice is not respected. And of course we know the story where uh, Cain kills his brother, and Ouch. what a tragic, tragic uh, beginning yeah. uh, and ending yeah. um, at, the, at the you know so soon in in the story, the narrative of Genesis and the beginnings of, of humanity here on this earth, and, um, and 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 then it says that. Or God says rather that Cain would become a restless uh, wanderer, uh, and and I think that's that's really um, uh, emblematic it of is. of uh, what happens when we don't actually know Christ, we don't rest in Christ. Um, is there's a, a a constant journeying, a constant longing, and a constant you know burden. I'm reminded of Pilgrim's Progress, mm-hmm. you know. Um, as as he's wandering then along you. on the path, you know, mm-hmm. he's got this burden. It gets heavier and heavier. He goes through the sloth of Despond, all these different Ouch. things. And then finally comes to this hill at the top of the hill. Um, he sees Christ. And as he beholds Christ on the cross there, his burden falls off his back and just goes down the hill hopefully doesn't take anyone out (laughs) but the metaphor the story the point is so powerful that uh yeah people that hold on to their burdens uh the burdens of sin uh and and, you know we're just starting to appreciate this more and more one of the things i found quite fascinating about ellen white is how how much she connects the whole person you know Mm -hmm. physical spiritual the mental, the emotional, emotional, yeah, um, all of these things are so interconnected, and, and and you know, people that carry these burdens, these 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 deep seated guilt, um, it eventually catches up to them, whether they realize it or not, and and so there's this connection between mental health and and even guilt, the spiritual aspect. Um, and and a lot of uh, Ellen White connects that to a lot of the diseases, right? And we're mm-hmm. starting to see that through medical research. You know, people that have these uh, these incredible burdens that eventually, uh, your body begins to break down. Yeah,
0: it, ma- it manifests what what's
1: inside. Yeah, wherever your weakest uh, part of you is, I guess you know, and and that's that's just a, a part of. Um, what happens and we can try to run away from god and try to pretend it's not happening it's not real Uh-oh. uh people can try to medicate it a lot of drugs a lot of alcohol yeah all of those things um that's just trying to oftentimes i see that as people trying to medicate themselves um and and the, you know the that numbing that pain um and only god can provide that rest and until uh, we find that rest uh, in 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 Christ. Um, we're always going to be wandering. That that's just that's that's the reality of our human condition, and it's it's not a it's not a happy story, no. Cain. But it's it's the reality of our human condition, and far too many people find themselves wandering. Yeah,
0: and 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 my call to toward towards the church and to each other is to create these environments that are so warm and so inviting Mm. that are so peaceful yeah that those who are wandering Mm -hmm. will say i found a home here i found peace here i found love here i know we talked about that Mm -hmm. last week yeah Uh, i found jesus here Mm -hmm. and i i I, I long for that day i long for the day where The entire church is actually doing what God has called us to do, living the way that God has called us to live yeah. and not being burdened, mm-hmm. but being uh, relieved, rest, restful in order to give others
1: rest. Mm, love it. Well, in that spirit of rest, we hope that you as our listener, mm-hmm. uh, listeners will be able to find rest and experience that rest that can only be found in Jesus Christ. Amen. And, um, you know, look for other ways in your family and the relationships around you where God may be tugging at your heart saying, hey, uh, come away a while Amen. and, and, and uh, deepen that walk, that commitment, uh, that experience with, with Jesus Christ. So I think that puts a wrap for another week. Uh, this is Sue. And Swoops, signing off. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off.
0: Or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at SabbathSchoolRescue.org.